0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Council Podcast. My name is AJ Sherry. I'm back in the hosting chair this evening for another Movie Council Podcast. And joining me this week is producer extraordinaire, Big Sexy Dan Sherry. Hello. And the smooth-talking Southern gentleman, Marky Bondurant. Hello. Each and every week, the Movie Council brings you the latest news, reviews, and deep dives into our favorite films directors and actors and tonight we're talking about a couple films from 2022 I think fell, flew under my radar one of them came out recently one of them I don't know when that came out but anyway there's see how they run starring Sam Rockwell and Sor- sword I don't know how to say her name Swa- yeah. Yeah. Su- Swa- sir Saoirse Ronan Greg and and the stranger starring Joel Edgerton um which is on Netflix. So other than that, we'll uh bring you a little bit of news. I think a couple of us might have a little bit of news or, or some reviews, maybe some quick reviews. But mm-hmm. we're gonna take we're gonna have some full-on reviews because we all watch these two films and we're real excited to get into it. But first off, how's everyone doing tonight?
1: Too hey do yeah. bad. Um, I got a new baby in the house. So hey yo, congratulations, mm-hmm. yeah. Mark. Thank, Thank you. Um,
0: congrats, man.
1: Yep, another girl. So being outnumbered here, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is my first time being a parent of two kids. So my world's a little bit upside down, but mm. getting used to it. It's beautiful and scary at the same time. You, How don't, are you, look, guys doing? you don't look huh?
0: tired. You don't look tired at all. I
1: don't look tired. I've been okay. taking lots of naps.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, mm. Cause
1: I've, I have, uh, my job is really cool. They, they gave me parental leave for two weeks, which, uh, I know isn't as good as some places, but it's also two weeks more than other places. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, whenever uh, the older kid takes uh, her nap after lunch, then I'll usually conk out during that time too. So, and Sam is uh, my wife has been a real champ and has been, you know, up with the baby all night whenever that baby is awake and doesn't complain or drag her feet about it. I don't, she's a fucking machine. I don't know how she does it.
2: She's a good one, that Sammy.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, um, congratulations again! That's uh, thank you, thank you. Great news! Another member of the family. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. we keep growing. Dan, what's happening, man?
2: Oh, you know, same old, same old. Uh, It's been a fun, fun couple weeks. Like I said, I uh, we're off last week because I was I I was at a concert uh, last week, which was a a good time. I had fun there. Uh, Also, I, I went to the movie theater. Last weekend, and mm. I I saw Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Nice, yeah. Uh, I I gotta say, overall, really good. It, it's a it's a great film. Uh, it, it really gets into, um, you know, like I, the different ways people deal with grief and mm. loss. Uh, it was a beautiful kind of tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I thought that was great. That's um, cool not as good as the first black panther. Okay. Um there there were just a few things that kind of threw me like a but not even story wise, it was more like costume design stuff they did that i just thought looked kind of weird and it it, it took me out of the film a little like bit. Like the, with the
1: with the name nemor
2: sea guy like Yeah, that... no, Namor i think Namor looked awesome. It it, it was a, a couple others mm-hmm. like sure he made these new like super suits for a couple of the characters Uh and the suits just looked weird i don't know i didn't like them
1: i've got a question um let me know if this is a spoiler question but who who takes the mantle of like the black panther person character is that can you say that without spoiling it or is that i don't
2: think it's a big spoiler uh, but yeah, Shuri becomes a black guy. I figured that's the, so, that's the younger yeah. sister
1: in the original, right? Or the yeah, first one, exactly. Yeah. I figured so, as much, and you can yeah. kind of see that from the poster, even it's like a smaller mm-hmm. frame, it's definitely a woman, and it's like her size, like a petite person. Yeah. So, that's
2: yeah. cool. So, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it, a good movie overall, just not as good as the first one. So, but there, there's another movie I saw, and I, I kind of texted you guys about this and uh i'll tell you what and it's it sucks because it's a roku original movie Uh and so if you don't have a roku i don't know how you watch this movie but if you do have a roku on the roku channel is uh it's called weird the al yankovic story oh yeah it stars daniel radcliffe as weird al yankovic and it is the funniest fucking movie of the year. Nice. Oh my God. Like, it, so the last time we recorded two weeks ago is when I, I started watching it afterwards, but uh, Nicole was sleeping and I was laughing so loudly. I was waking her up. So I had oh, to stop watching it that night and finish it later in the weekend. But my God, it is fucking hilarious. I, I, cannot recommend this movie highly enough it it is so so funny um it it, it's just like a complete spoof on the musical biopic you know which i mean what else would you expect from weird al but a spoof but it 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 just done so well and it's so funny uh like say rain wilson is in it and he plays uh, dr demento and he is just spot on hilarious uh tons and tons of cameos from people and just yeah very very funny movie so has,
1: has roku done any other movies that seems like an odd move for them yeah
2: i think this is kind of their first foray into like producing their own content at, at least at this level you know yeah. and it, they fucking hit a home run oh my god it's so funny I, I awesome definitely that's good to hear watching it yeah
1: i was honestly a little bit on the the, the fence about it because it was like a roku original movie like what mm-hmm. does that even mean so right thanks for uh running out there into the into the the trenches the field for us to take that mm-hmm. one and see how it is i'm gonna check it out now watch it tomorrow
2: yeah i i definitely recommend you do it's so okay funny.
0: So.
1: very good aj how you how you feeling man how you doing
0: yeah just a typical week for me i don't know. Um I only watched a couple movies that we watched. We were off last week. I don't think I watched anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, everything's good. Yeah, That's normal day to day is good. Work That's is good. good. Everything is good. <laughs>
1: well, was the no news is good news kind of thing? So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing to read. That um, I, I did. You said that you didn't really watch anything else. I I didn't watch much else besides uh the movies that we're talking about tonight but i did watch that um new netflix movie all quiet on the western front
2: uh mm, the, the Germans. That. They, it's it, pretty it's, good yeah
1: the my only complaint and this is ki- kind of just you know a personal silly complaint people it's there's only going to be a small group of people like me that would find this annoying but um this is a german-made movie right so i, I believe that there are laws or at least their Whenever they use firearms on set, there's different, they, they have different, you know, laws about guns over there. So not to say that, I'll, I'll quit beating around the bush. The, they're using these bolt action rifles that are, were prevalent um, in World War One, and those things shot a monster fucking round. That was back yeah. in the day when the belief was the bigger the bullet, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, so these bolt action rifles were massive fucking hunting rounds. You know, it was like a mule kicking you in the shoulder. But in the movie, ninety-nine percent of the time when they fire these things, uh, there is absolutely zero recoil,
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: they're just pulling the trigger and then they're uh, running the bolt, pulling the trigger, running the bolt. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that just got under my skin. Like that is a huge fucking gun, <laughs> and they can't even pretend. They they don't. They're not even
2: pretending to you know, cheesy action. I I gotta say, I fucking love how inaccuracy when it comes to firearms really fucking throws you (laughs) every time every time there's some type of firearm inaccuracy you're fucking all over it
1: (laughs) did you oh i know you did dp but what was the uh andrew lincoln in um the walking Mm. dead he had that uh uh, colt python it's like a the 357 ah
2: oh, fucking love that gun. Yeah. yeah
1: it's a 357 uh magnum revolver mm-hmm. massive handgun and andrew lincoln being an english dude i doubt he's shot that many guns before and you can kind of tell whenever he because they're they're doing digital muzzle flashes so mm-hmm. the actor is responsible for uh faking the recoil and here's mm-hmm. andrew lincoln the limey just like swinging a pistol around like this is uh, <laughs> i think what, what the recoil of the gun looks like all right but yeah, it's just me. But other than that, no, the, the All Quiet on the Western Front was uh, pretty good. It was, you know, obviously, bleak. it's a World War I story. The movie is mm-hmm. uh, almost two hours and 40 minutes long. It's, uh, uh, it's mostly action, um, you know, story being out there on the front line. And then the, the stories when they're not on the front line is very dark and depressing. And uh, mm-hmm. it's told from the German side, and it's a it's, uh, uh, German fighting French there. It's based on a book, right? And it, there was mm-hmm. a, a movie as well. I, I haven't read the book or seen the original movie, so I don't I can't compare it to those. So I don't know how it does with that. But the movie that I saw that's on Netflix right now, it was good. I liked it. Um, I also like seeing movies, like foreign movies like this, where you don't know the actors that are in it. It, it kind of, I think I've talked about this with you guys before, like whenever you used to a face in a movie or show almost get a little bit distracted thinking about other things that you've seen them in and whatnot but when it's a totally fresh cast it's almost refreshing Mm -hmm. because yeah it's almost like you get to
2: yeah when you um, have like no preconceived idea of any other people yeah. yeah And you can kind of let yourself sucked in. Yeah. Exactly, you get sucked
1: into it a little bit easier. Let yourself go and just believe the story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked it. You know, if you can commit that long, it is long, um, and it's dark and it's a war movie, but it was done pretty well. There, there aren't a whole lot of World War One movies too, and if you're into that, then I'd say this one's definitely worth a watch.
2: Very nice. Uh, actually, one last thing I want to say. So, if you've seen All Quiet on the Western Front or Weird. Uh, the al yankovic story and you want to let us know about it uh hit us up on social media we were on twitter and instagram facebook we can be found at movie council pod uh if you want to send us an email you can send it to movie council pod at gmail.com and uh yeah make sure wherever you're listening you give us a, a rating and a review and you follow the podcast so uh and it it helps so, and we appreciate it quite a bit so all right
0: all right well you guys ready to get into it yeah let's do yes, it we got movies. a couple we got a couple movies we want to uh review for you guys um the first one i'd like to talk about i can't remember who said that we got to talk about what is mm. um So I'm not being biased towards either one of you speaking because I'm just picking the movie and I forget. See how they run. Mm -hmm. Marky. Yes, sir. Tell us about that movie.
1: All right. So this is a new movie that came out this year. Um, It is available on HBO. It is directed by a fellow named Tom George and written by a guy named Mark Chappell. I looked them both up briefly and I didn't recognize things that they had done. It seemed to be uh, more English based guys like English shows and maybe uh, some English movies that didn't quite make their way over here or I'm at least not familiar with. Um, It is starring Sam Rockwell. He plays a lead detective. Uh, The story is a classic uh, murder mystery. who done it set in 1950s London. Um, Sam Rockwell being the lead inspector, his um, I don't know what you'd call his uh co worker, uh, constable is what they kept referring to her as. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were stumbling on her name earlier,
2: Saris Saoirse Sirsha. Sirsha, would you can I just say real quick, fucking, uh-huh. get your shit together, Ireland, like seriously, with this <laughs> fucking name, S A O R I S E is pronounced searsha, searsha? get the yeah. fuck out of here like like and other names like s-i-o-b-h-a-n is siobhan oh like, weird get the fuck out of here i mean, like it come on yes oh, what, what is up with your name pronunciation come
0: s-h-e-a-m-u-s seamus <laughs> <on. laughs> <A-M-U-S>,
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's one, the, that's one of
0: the easier ones yeah yeah i mean jesus christ jesus. but yeah anywho sorry i just
2: no you're I'm all right fucking get out yeah, of here
1: you know and <laughs> I, I i very much enjoyed her character and i think we'll get into that here in, in, mm-hmm. as we talk about it but this this cast is quite full uh adrian brody is the person that we uh, spoiler alert we are gonna go ahead and uh dig in and rip apart this movie through and mm-hmm. through so here's your yeah, fair warning on spoilers adrian brody is the guy that gets killed he kicks the bucket Um, he plays an American director that's come over. Oh, okay. Let me back up a little bit. The plot, 1950s London. um, There's a famous play that's been been showing there for a while and it's a big hit. So they're going to turn it into a movie. Um, And Adrian Brody is an American director they've brought over to help adapt this uh, play into a movie. Um, I mentioned the lead inspector and his constable. And then the rest of the cast is the... People that are involved in the play, either the uh, uh, writer, producer, the actors, and uh, the owner of the uh, playhouse, and they are all uh, suspects because uh, Adrian Brody was killed at one of the their. Or no, he was killed at the playhouse while they were all there, and they all have their motives. It's a very, very classic who done it. When at the beginning, it shows how every suspect has a potential motive. So you, as the viewer, is doing this guessing game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as far as uh, whodunits go, it was it was fine. It was fun. Um, my favorite part about it, I think, was uh, just the scenery and the setting, the backdrop. Of 1950s London, um, it was really nicely done and um, just interesting to kind of be living in that world. This is just after the war, and they kind of mention the war a couple of times. And some of the characters talk about being in it, and, but it's a very much like lively, fun time. Everyone's drinking and kind of partying, and the arts are very much alive. Um, and the architecture is just gorgeous. What they're showing in there, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Sam Rockwell does a English accent, and not too shabby. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, He plays a little bit of a drunk, which is kind of funny. And before I ramble on too much about it, uh, I'll go ahead and pass it off to one of you guys, and I'll I'll chime back in whenever I get reminded of something. But AJ, what did you think about this movie?
0: You know, I I think maybe the best thing I could say about it is that it was fine, but Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't really into much of it i i had to um i had to pause it for a bit just to like walk around my house to wake myself up like
2: <laughs> I, I, don't know, I was falling
0: asleep at the beginning it really wasn't pulling me in right. and mm-hmm. the narrator who i think it's brody at the beginning right he says yeah you've seen him. you've seen one you've seen them all yeah That's they kind they,
1: of, they kind of make fun of their tropes
0: right they make fun of it but i kind of felt like I felt like what he was saying, like that. Uh, it was, it was, a, it was one of those. It was a whodunit. It was one of them. It and, didn't
1: seem really any different than the others.
0: Right. And I know they made, made fun of themselves or whatever about it, but I don't think they did that overly, like a way that made me laugh all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I disagree with you guys about uh, Sam Rockwell. I thought his, I thought he was half assing the accent most of the time. Yeah. Oh. Um, huh. So I was, and I love him as an actor, and I thought he did, you know, a capable job. But I think he could have been better served doing something else with his time than this particular vehicle. Um, I don't know. I I I, I guess the saving grace was it was like ninety eight minutes, so you know it wasn't all that long. It didn't drag. It didn't drag you into deep waters like two hours plus. You that know? would
1: have been a, more of a torturous thing. And, right? then, and
0: I even thought, like, what the reveal of who the killer was, like, fell flat. I didn't think that was all that. Mm. I've got lots to talk about that. I think yeah. that I didn't think that was all that interesting. Um, the whole setup with, like, Agatha Christie trying to poison him. At the, like, they tried to make that funny, and that didn't really work all that well for me either. I, I, yeah, I, I saw that shit sure
2: coming a mile away. Though. Well, right. I still like, laughed yeah. at it though. That butler. Oh, yeah, guy. it was there funny. Was, yeah. There was like you lot knew of it stuff- was happening. Like, yeah, yeah. It was obvious.
0: Well, thanks for saying that, Dan, because that was the word I was looking for. Like, a lot of stuff was very telegraphed. Like It was just, mm-hmm. like, you just sort of saw it coming, and it just made for it for less of a it made the other stuff less fun because you were like, oh yeah, sure. whatever. That was so, so easy to predict. And you you found yourself like easily guessing this stuff and you're like, well, I saw something way better when I watched Knives Out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I, saw, I saw one of the better like contemporary versions of this already, mm-hmm. you know, recently. And you know, there's, that's the measuring stick now. Right. And I don't think, you know, you can, you can come like half-assed like this and expect, you know, it to be all that great. I don't know. And maybe they, they weren't trying to be Knives Out. I get it, but they're trying to be something different. But, uh, you know, I always love Adrian Brody. Um, I didn't hate him in this, but he was just in a movie that I thought was kind of, eh. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good way to describe it.
0: Yeah. So. For me,
2: so... Uh, the good aspects of it, um, uh, like, I, I I enjoyed the whole kind of, like, murder mystery turducken of it all, you know, like, the murder mystery wrapped around the making of a murder mystery, sure. like, like, I thought that oh, yeah. was, was, like, a fun idea, but I just Feel like they fell short like the whole time i kept feeling like we'll
1: expand on that a little bit because i don't think i talked about the plot of the
2: play it, yeah so the whole play it's called the mouse trap it's based on an agatha christie story and you know and it's game like marky said going to be made into a film and people are kind of arguing about the the film rights of it all and But the the story
1: of the play itself is a murder mystery.
2: Right. Yeah. It's about some, you know, kids that get screwed over by the system. And, you know, they they, they don't get too deep into the the story of the mousetrap, other than, you know, uh, like you said, the fact that there's two kids that get screwed by the system. And, you know, spoiler alert, one of them turns out to be the murderer at the end. Uh Yeah. But I, I totally agree with you, Marky. The other really, the the good thing about it was the setting and like the costume design and um, that 50s London vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really cool. But yeah, like everything else, I like, just kept like, ah, I wish there was either more jokes or uh, like more stuff going on. It just felt draggy and draggy and draggy. Right. Hey, AJ, you agree with the draggy part of that?
0: Yeah, and I felt like, uh, I don't know what made me want to say this, but what made me think of this, but it, it almost was like trying to be like overly self-aware, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, so much of the stuff was just on the nose, and it was just... I don't know. It, well, they broke
1: the fourth wall. Uh well,
0: no, they didn't didn't they just break the fourth wall right at the end? Like yeah, the that was very like, end. All of a sudden. Was, mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden you're just breaking the fourth wall be, right before the credits. Like it right. was just a weird it was yeah weird, weird timing so, for that, I guess. Weird timing, weird choice. Like I I, mm-hmm. I think I think that the, yeah, the movie the movie just fell short, like DP said. Yeah. It fell well, and short what what I was trying to do.
1: What what um you're right about uh Breaking the fourth wall at the end—that is uh, technically the definition of that. But I was thinking of the moment near the beginning when uh, the inspector and constable are talking with the playwright, and he he mentions something about uh, something something about flashbacks, and then they do a flashback. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah 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 and then yeah. he says something about and then it's like three weeks later and then it shows three mm-hmm. weeks later so yes. it's that's not that wouldn't be uh it's not the definition of breaking the fourth wall but there's
2: it's, right but that was that self-aware like it, it was like a playoff of that and it right. didn't really yeah. work yeah it was
0: like a like almost like a callback or something but uh, but not mm-hmm. I, I, that's not the right word but you know what i mean it's like I you, find... the, you, you you say the thing and then it happens like right. it was a I don't know what you call that in a film, but it I did find that a,
1: amusing, and I, yeah. at that time, because of how animated the playwright was, and how he's like, you don't ever do flashbacks, and then it shows a flashback, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like so, so mm-hmm. some of the yeah. characters uh, definitely propped up the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they, this
2: wasn't a terrible movie. By no, any by movies, any means,
1: it wasn't but, bad, but it was well-treaded, yeah. uh, well-treaded territory. That was just deep in the grooves of something that mm. has been done before, um,
0: right? It wasn't was
2: original.
1: Th- yeah. No, Cersei, Cersei,
2: Cersha, Cersha. Yeah, Cersha. Ronan, I liked a lot. I thought I was did too, very nice. much. Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, jumping ahead a little bit, talking about the reveal of the killer, um, I was Sam watched this with me, and I was talking to her about it afterwards. And I was like, you know what? It always annoys me when. In, in these who done it movies where they have the killer in the movie in the beginning obviously you got to have that but he's always just in the background like you give all these motives for everybody so you as the viewers like oh it might be him but maybe it was him and like that's what they do and at the very end mm-hmm. as the guy's got a gun to everyone's head he's like here's my motive and like well obviously <laughs> that's the one
0: well that's what made knives yeah. out so great is that like
1: he was you, there you thought and, and right you, right, you yeah. thought
0: it was chris evans character for a while and then right. it really was when you just when you started to think maybe he wasn't for a little while
1: and you heard you heard the things that were his motive right and the flashbacks were,
0: and the flashbacks were effective in that way to show
1: they they were that
0: when they were telling the story it
1: wasn't like there, there was like pieces of dialogue that weren't totally heard and you know it was like muffled but it was there it's not like oh here's yeah they, they all this tried information to hide
2: it, it too much you. yeah exactly right. right like
0: the flashbacks of I Out served the purpose of showing like how benoit blanc put it all together mm-hmm. and all the mm-hmm. you know yeah, I mean, all they, these they, flashbacks
2: were red herrings like right,
0: yeah right absolutely
2: right. yeah
1: and and there was there was no flashbacks or uh uh crucial information that would point you towards this uh bellhop no, or whatever he was no as being the murderer and, and it shows it in the end that he was just listening like that's not a telltale sign of anything right
0: he right. was ju- he was just like he was just happened to be an audience to what it was happening so to me i felt like that was and lazy. he was on camera you know what i mean what exactly
1: was he was he was a background like he was right right it could have been anybody it could have been a guy serving drinks you know it was, it was, that
0: is lazy that's like that's just yeah
1: but, overall,
0: overall, not 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 a huge fan of this one. No, and for me, it's, I,
1: it's and like uh, one of you guys said though, you know it's not necessarily terrible. Um, but I also I don't think I would really recommend it to anybody. I mean, no, it's I, not, would, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't hate it, but it's like and AJ, you said, man, yeah, it's
2: that's it is, fine. Yeah. I, I'm not mad. I watched it. But the
0: best you know, thing no, I could say true. about it was it was fine, and I I wouldn't recommend this to anyone because it's like. There are other better who done it's out there to recommend to people, you sure, know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a type it's it's a type of mover, it's a genre, it's a sub subgenre, the whodunit of the yeah. mysteries, right? Mm. And there's better ones. I'll point people to other ones instead.
1: And some yeah. sometimes they're laying it on so thick, like that uh intro monologue with Adrian Brody, he's like. And I think you guys, one of you guys already said it too He's like, a classic, who done it And like there's even texts Like in a marquee billboard like, who done He's it? seen them all, right? Yeah.
0: The other um, scene I thought Was really weird before we wrap this up Is sure. remember after he gets like Sor- Searsha Ronan's character Knocks him on the constable Knocks mm-hmm. him on the head with a shovel And then he's in that little dream world And he goes and he's talking to Adrian Brood he's getting like, what was that? Yeah uh, that that whole it thing was so a weird, weird it was weird. really weird out of place right mm-hmm. it's like
2: it weirdly out of place
1: i, I kind of like that though at the time i don't, know. I don't and, know but thinking back on it you're right it doesn't make any sense yeah but it, it almost took, if,
0: yeah. it took me it, out of it like it just took it, me out
1: of it 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 was almost i guess for me was like a a nice bit of like reprieve is that the right word like it was a nice change up to where like because i was getting bored with what was going on yeah yeah
0: yeah no i was definitely getting bored with what was going on yeah you know and that didn't serve to change that all that much for me i was just sort of like shaking my head at that point like what the hell is this yeah moment in the film that what are they trying to tell me right now yeah i don't know they were just trying to be cheeky. they were trying to be cheeky like what were they doing like was that what it was that the goal there the aim? did this Whatever. movie
1: did this movie go to theaters yes uh,
2: yeah
0: did it yeah. have a theatrical
2: release okay. mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm it's pretty a, sure i remember seeing trailers well, sam rockwell
0: well mm-hmm. sirsia ronan they're they're big stars adrian brody yeah, yeah. Adrian the guy brody, that plays the playwright stars. yeah
1: um daniel something i think his name is um
0: yeah yeah, yeah. big time cast right
1: right and uh
2: um,
0: boy the, you, know, it you
1: grew could
2: tell like 9 million dollars at the watch shop oh, yikes ouch. The yeah and all,
0: all, all and, and to marky's point like all the the um, set designs and it was great production mm-hmm. design it the looked costumes great. And stuff it had to be expensive to make
1: and the cinematography
0: yeah. i mean they didn't skimp on
1: any of that
2: yeah, yeah It had like a 40 million dollar budget so yikes okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know i, I don't it's not
0: exciting it. it's not exciting it's not drawing people to the theater or something no
1: no um so. And whenever you and uh, AJ, you mentioned Knives Out and, you know, now we're kind of comparing other whodunits to that. So if everything, you're
0: gonna... everything is being compared to that. I get yeah. it. You know, it's low yeah. hanging fruit for me to say that.
1: But... No, but I mean, it's it's accurate. I mean, this is in that genre. Yeah, so if, it fucking you're gonna, elevated
2: the game. Like, if you guys want, if people want to make a murder mystery, they gotta up it now because you gotta step up it up. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Go to the Ryan Johnson school of how to make a whodunit. You know, right. yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. That, um guy's
0: got it. He's got the formula.
1: Yeah, it was it was interesting um, in parts of it too, um, like the. Adrian Brody in one of the flashbacks he's he shows the playwright and the producer this idea that he has for the ending and he storyboarded it and he's showing them these cards and turns out in real life that's how this movie ends scene for scene of you got did you guys realize that catch on that. It's, there was multiple things oh, in how, the movie. Yeah, oh, like yes, it match yes. up
2: with he's hol- the play. He's yes. Holding, yeah. he's
0: holding his partner, and the whole thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. He shoots him. Shoots him once in the gut, once in the knee, and he comes down. He raises his rifle, and his partner jumps in front of him, takes the bullet. Except in the in real life, Sam Rockwell still got clipped.
2: Mm.
1: But yeah, you know, it, it, there was just kind of weird stuff, and some of that just seemed like lazy. Like you just wrote, you just wrote something twice. Or you just wrote it once and used it twice. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, you almost, like, did half the work.
1: Right, yeah.
0: (laughs) To write a 98-minute film, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. How much stuff ended up on the cutting room floor in that one? Yeah. So,
1: Uh, I don't know if you guys want to give this a ranking. I mean, it was was just a meh, I think, all around. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we can give it a ranking. I've been Um, pretty harsh lately, I feel like, but...
2: So this is like for me, I like a three and a quarter. You know, like it, it it's not quite a, a three and a quarter would be. You know, yeah, like a C minus grade. It, it's okay. around there. It's not, it's not the worst shit ever, but like it's certainly not. It Maybe it may a D plus. You know, like it, it's not horrible. It's just not really worth it either. You know. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah.
2: I give it around like a three three and a quarter around there
1: I'd, that's where I'd put it then it's easier to rank it on on this one with like a like a grade like a paper grade like c c minus yeah because it's, like i said it's not bad but it's uh it's using so many of the same old tro- tropes and not writing anything new the thing mm-hmm. that elevates it though for me, is that scenery the setting so maybe just a flat even c so what is that like a 75 or what no i don't know you tell me what is this a, a yeah, c it'd be like you know 3.65 like or
2: what i yeah you know, okay but yeah it's right it's in that three three and a half range you know but
1: that sounds like a lot when it three out of five like right I
2: know, not that I say it out loud yeah but, but it, like it doesn't this.
0: suck i wouldn't say it's a failure of a movie you know yeah. right, I'm going to continue my trend of being harsh. This thing <laughs> was was below average to me, and I think mm-hmm. of average as two and a half out of five. So I give this oh, thing wow. two and a quarter.
1: Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Yes, I'm going to be a... harsh
0: on it. You know, like yeah. there's so many other other things I would rather have seen tonight mm-hmm. than that. And I watched yeah. it when I got home from work.
2: Yeah, and one you know, of the seems,
0: it felt like a waste of like the of the talent. You know that yeah. you it, it was definitely a waste camera. of
2: fucking Sam Rockwell. I mean, right, yeah. Adrian Brody? guy's an Oscar Goddamn. winner. Yeah, they're
0: both Oscar winners. Exactly. Adrian Brody and Sam Rockwell have won Oscar. What is
1: Sam? What does Sam Rockwell win an
0: Oscar for? For three billboards, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he? Yeah, I didn't that. Supporting did not know. That?
1: He stole the show. He sure as fuck did, man. Fantastic yeah. role in that movie.
0: Yep, and Adrian Brody won for the pianist. Which he was freaking amazing in. That is scary how good he is in that. One of my favorite movies. Saoirse Ronan's been
2: nominated four times. Yeah,
0: Lady Lady Bird was the first, I think, her nomination Mm -hmm.
2: for her. Uh, No, she was Atonement before that. Yeah. Oh, Atonement. Yeah, and then Brooklyn, and then Lady Bird, and then Little Women. So wow, wow, yeah. Now she's four nominations. She's (laughs) she's
0: she's a really good actress. Some star power in this film and it, mm-hmm. and it didn't work for me so yeah. two and a quarter no disrespect yeah. to the actors yeah they, uh, no they, 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 they did they did the best they could with with uh, what I thought was a sloppy script and to marky's point or uh, some redundancy or felt a little lazy to me mm-hmm. and you know despite the production design the set decorations um the the period looked good the 50s stuff looked good you know, to me, it all boils down to the. I didn't think the direction or the writing was very good at
1: all. But one of my favorite parts, if, if we're going to have a favorite part in this movie, is that little blue car that Sam Rockwell was ripping yeah, around I in. Yeah, I did love that. Car. And like whenever he hit the brakes, <laughs> the wheels locked, and he was like sliding around and like always bumping mm-hmm. into shit, hopping curbs. <laughs> car looked fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Two. Two point seven
0: five. <laughs> thank you, Ma- thank you, Mark. You're yeah, the- I'm actually. You're in my world. That,
2: uh, I'm gonna stick with three. This is a D minus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely below. For me, average is a little above three stars. So yeah,
0: yeah, I I, I definitely like this significantly less than you guys did.
2: Mm, sure. Yeah,
1: and yeah, um, I, yeah I I, I, agree I feel there are some yeah. gaming
0: qualities. So.
1: Yes. Yes, I would say so. Just a little bit.
0: All right, All right. Well, that wraps up our discussion of uh see how they run. Mm-hmm. Um, and after this commercial break, no. All right, so <laughs> we're
2: going to move word on to our, our yeah,
0: yeah. to our second film. We should put that in just in case we ever have sponsors, right? Yeah. <laughs> now a word in, from slip our sponsor. Yeah, and, <laughs> <All right. laughs> and, no and we're back. And we're back. We're going to talk about our second <laughs> and talk about our second film, which was um uh the stranger which is i believe that the the filmmaker is also australian it takes place in australia it's Mm -hmm. got a a mostly australian cast except for uh the co-lead there sean harris he's british Mm -hmm. interestingly enough but you know we know joe ledgerton is australian but dan tell us about the stranger appearing on netflix
2: yes the stranger uh Just came out uh, on Netflix uh, a few weeks ago. I think it's like uh, late October. Uh, It is starring, as you said, Sean Harris and Joel Edgerton, uh, directed by Thomas M. Wright. Uh, It's surprisingly based on a true story uh, Hmm. uh, about this guy who, um, you know, is moving out to Western Australia from, uh, you know, obviously eastern australia like queensland australia. area uh moving out into the middle of nowhere western australia and he meets up with this guy on the bus on his way out there and they kind of form a bond uh this friend introduces him to this other character guy who's uh, played by joel edgerton um uh yeah you know, i uh, we'll, we'll get into the plot so the whole thing uh basically is joel edgerton is this undercover cop and he's trying to basically find out if this other character who's played by sean harris uh whose name is henry henry teague uh trying to determine if he uh kidnapped and murdered like a 12 year old boy eight years previous to this um uh, you know i don't want to get into too much of it because actually really i'm very curious at what aj's thoughts are on this movie so aj why don't you kick Mine. us off here <laughs> i i want to know what you think of this um, what are your thoughts on the stranger
0: stranger first off i gotta say i love joel edgerton a huge fan mm, big huge fan i think he big picks guy. i think he picks uh strong films um as far as like um to be able to do like that kind of character work that he does yes like you know that sort of like character study stuff mm-hmm. yeah um, he almost
1: seems like he's really rich and he he only picks the things that he wants to do but yeah, like, yeah yeah he doesn't also seem like he has enough i mean now he's more established but he seems like he's been doing that for a long time like mm-hmm. you know what i mean the animal kingdom but these are also australian yep films, yep, but. yep
0: but you guys uh before i get you guys have seen the gift right Yes. yes, you saw that, right? Yeah, too? we, right. we yeah, talked yeah, about was... it on the podcast. But so he, I, he, that I think he me. wrote and directed that too. So he's like very much like uh, into the in that creative space too with uh, the filmmaking. But I really liked The Stranger. I really did. It was, by the way, guys, I, I hope you agree with this point at least. It was a very slow moving film, but it was a very intense slowness. Like the slowness was constantly, there was all tension throughout the, um, throughout the slow, even though you were moving kind of slow, it was almost like it was very more, it was more considered and thoughtful. Like, and, and just the way that, cause they were, they were trying to get this guy to a certain place, right. To get mm-hmm. him to confess. Right. Like they were trying to bring in and, and the whole thing was like all acted and constructed and, Put in, into a uh, you know uh, put him into a situation where they could get him to to own up to it, and I thought like that I thought the 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 plan was kind of cool, mm-hmm. and um I liked how it it played out and I loved Edgerton I thought the way that he was experiencing the situation from like uh you know being undercover and being involved with this guy being this close to this person and he's a single dad and you know he was there were there were moments where he was at home they were like he was playing hide and seek with the kid and the kid went outside died he was like freaking out because he thought you know he lost his kid like he just yeah. had this like um i guess this just you know because of what the what he was embroiled in he, mm-hmm. he constantly felt like he was you know losing his mind at times yeah right I thought answer. he did such a great job. Like yeah. I just thought that the character work between those two, uh, Sean Harris and him, like
2: mm-hmm. I thought
0: that was really good too. And I just their scenes were like sometimes really uncomfortable. Like when he invited him to, into his house and he made him like listen to that music at the right. Like, yeah, it was, it was like just really creepy, creepy and weird. And almost scary. Like if I, I and and I put myself in that position, I'm like. If I was Joel Edgerton's character right now, I'd be losing my fucking mind.
2: Mm-hmm, I would yeah. be
0: running out the door, trying to run out the door if I could, but also trying to play cool. <laughs> like, hey, you know? Let me
2: ask you this, though. Did you guys also feel that, like, kind of by the end, he was sort of starting to kind of like Henry too? Yeah. Like, he felt it, it seemed to me like by the end, when they basically had him caught, he almost was like, I, I don't anything. know, like kind of feeling a little pity for the guy or something. Yeah, right, even though that's he was how I would describe. It. Scumbag. That's how I yeah. would
0: describe it. He didn't like him, but I think he just he felt bad for him in a way. Right. Some for some reason, even though the guy did something completely horrific. Oh, fuck. Yeah, um, yeah. But at first, I was having a little bit of trouble piecing together, like what time frame that that the the, the cop and her partner as they were putting the evidence together and mm-hmm. the other you know and then when right. i started to realize that that was in the past and they were putting that together and then they met up with the folks and you know planned to meet them on the bus and do all that whole thing like mm-hmm. um at first i couldn't i don't know if they it, it was the storytelling or if it was just me not grasping Mm-mm. it wasn't just, just you
2: i i yeah. was the same way yeah um
0: and then once i got that and they started to really like lay it out what they were doing i was like the, yeah, that's really cool. And like some of the scenes where you knew, like, um, how they were at. Like, there was that scene with the guy when they finally got him to to say that he did it. At first, that guy was fucking it up. He like broke the glass, and like, like he was nervous. Like they played yeah. that it was so interesting. Like I thought it mm-hmm. felt a little more realistic that way. That like these guys were in. He this was about situation. to ruin it, ruin it. Right, yeah. he was about to ruin. There was so much tension in those moments where these guys had to you know they had to basically act like like they were like you know an under like they were like a criminal you know um organization that like you know we're gonna help him relocate they they just needed him to tell them what he did so that they could you know sweep it under the yeah. rug or find to clean yeah. it up or whatever yeah and i thought they did all that so cool and and just the minute by minute tension and Edgerton's performance really kept me engaged the entire time. I really like this movie.
1: Can I jump in here? Yeah, yeah, please. Um the I I have to admit that uh I didn't give this movie as much attention that it deserves because it by the time it wrapped, I was like, damn, like this this is a powerful movie, but it is a slow burn Mm -hmm. um and you need to pay attention to it and i was uh looking at my phone a little bit too much when i was (laughs) going through some of it so then when things were kind of going along i was like wait a minute did did i miss something like i was trying to piece it together and i was glad to hear you guys were struggling a little bit too even though i wasn't giving it my full attention um it was a little bit hard to follow but that's i think it was designed that way because it was so it was you were supposed to try to figure out what was going on. Early on, it, it does reveal to you that Joel Edgerton is an undercover cop. You piece that together when he starts speaking into a recorder. Yes. But but then you're trying to like figure out, well, why are they doing it with this guy? You know, and like you find out some of the other people that are in Joel's circle are with him in on this thing. And then it's Oh, they're
0: it, all in on it. That's then, the that's a crazy part. thing. It's all a giant
2: fucking con.
1: It's, it's like just, it, it's
2: crazy the amount of people in on this
0: con it's just, job. It's, it's
1: just Sean Harris, and it's everybody mm-hmm. else. Right?
0: Yep. Exactly. A hundred percent. From the and guy that meets uh, him on the bus to all these people that like this guy's upper in the organization. You're going to meet him right now. No, he's a cop. Yep. All the guys in the room with him are cops.
1: They've devised like the this. Cops. Yeah, they've devised this massive like play. To where sean yes. harris is this unwilling unknowing actor and mm-hmm. and they've cast him in it and they're doing it just to get him to try and uh, come clean and confess to them while they've got uh, recording devices on what he did eight years ago so this is yeah. based on a true story this yep. did happen mm-hmm. um to what scale uh, i don't know and there were parts in this movie like in the end when they were doing the uh for lack of better words the manhunt when they're combing the forest. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I found that a little bit unbelievable. It's like, all right, this boy has been dead for eight years and, and I'd like to believe, and maybe they do things differently in Australia. I'd like to believe that they would devote this many resources to finding somebody, but yeah. unless he's some politician's kid, like that seems a little bit ridiculous with, you know, how much is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm
0: not sure how much of that might've been sensationalized or whatever at the end or, or, over you know what the timetable was or what was happening yeah
1: but before i um uh pass the torch here um i will say that this movie even though it wasn't giving it my full attention and uh i you know was kind of checking in and out while i was watching it it's it still stuck and stayed with me to where i was thinking about it days later and i was like creeped about really creeped out about certain scenes
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: just the the overall general story of it um sean harris's performance yeah he was great yeah yeah. he was really good you know it wasn't until what like three quarters of the way through the film that you find out that he is like a a true monster and then you're kind of looking at him a little bit in a different light and he's Mm -hmm. just a a seemingly normal guy that has not done just that not just once Oh, he's killed this. He killed the boy. But there was another right, that incident. they know
0: of. There was. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was
1: another incident where the, the detective Rylet Rylance or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, And the mm-hmm. northern
2: northern territories. Or
1: whatever, and she was describing. NT. Yeah, she was describing to him what he had done to another boy. And it is insane what he mm-hmm. did. And he was let go. Like, he, he, that's what he's talking about. He, I did a two year stint for yeah, assault. Yeah, two yeah, two, two years assault. for that?
0: Two there years for nearly yeah. murdering a fucking kid? That's crazy before DP, before you get into like your full on mm-hmm. full blown thoughts, um, so Edgerton's character like starts the ball rolling like right away where he he confronts, um, Teague Henry Teague. He's he's saying to him, you know, you know, just just tell me if you if you've done any time, you just don't lie to me. You know, I don't care. Be honest with me. Yeah, I don't, I don't care, care just, what you did. Just be, be honest, honest with, me. with me. Yeah. So that's like he was like planting those seeds of like reveal yourself, reveal yeah, yourself. Be, just, tell be, us, just be honest. Tell us yeah. things. Be honest. Tell us things. You know, and they was planting that seed from the very beginning. And like to your point, Mark, he was like an unwitting, you know, actor in a, in a play, and no idea he was in. It was just yeah, amazing. But DP, sorry, go yeah. ahead. Get yeah. get into it.
2: Yeah. So I, I will say, I I wasn't enjoying the movie for probably the first like forty five minutes. That's a two hour movie, like by the way. Yeah, it it, it mm-hmm. was very slow, and some of it just uh, some of like the kind of artsy filmmaker decisions that were made were kind of pulling me out of it. It was just a, a, a little weird, but um. But but once we got past that kind of first act and you really got into it is when the movie fucking really takes off. And, and the other thing I thought that was kind of cool about it, too, was I, I wasn't 100 percent sure if this guy actually did it or not. And, and I was thinking, well, I mean, obviously they're making a movie about it, so he must have done it. But then I was uh, then I was realized when you realize the whole thing is just a giant fucking con job. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh well, if he didn't do it, and the Australian police dedica- dedicated this much to try and catch a guy, and him. it turns out he didn't do it, that still is a good story. And I would, you know, yeah. It, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure the whole time, but you know, once you get to that point when you find out he really did and he admits do it, it flat out, it just, without yeah, being yeah, coerced,
1: like, cool. you're it's very chilling whenever he mm-hmm. says. With without coercion, he's just like
0: yeah, I like, killed a boy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's out, and, he's out and, there in
2: the woods. Yeah, and then creepy. and then he
0: and then he demonstrates on, on uh, Joel Edgerton's character how he yeah how him. he choked him. Oh Ooh. my god, I was like, it was just the way they framed that shot too, like with the two mm-hmm. of them, like it was so spooky. Man, yeah, man. one
2: uh, one of my favorite scenes too was it like you said. So uh, the other cop that was fucking it up and like broke the glass and kind of screwed everything up. Once he did finally get him to confess, uh, whatever his name was, John, he all of a sudden started getting like all the praise, all the other cops patting him on the back. Oh, "Oh, you did such a good job. But meanwhile, (laughs) fucking Joel Edgerton really is the one that did all the fucking, he's been traveling to get this guy to this point. And then this other motherfucker gets all the praise. Yeah, he it. sweeps in and does like one, <laughs> yeah. one
0: little. Oh. Yeah, he has one. He has one scene, right? <laughs> like literally one <laughs> scene of this of this play or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: But they so, did that. They did that. And he role. almost
0: fucked it up,
2: right?
1: And they then did he gets all the
0: praise. Like with, fuck with,
1: you, dude. When they when they first meet that guy, John, oh, well, he's a
0: dick. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's such a dick in that in the kitchen.
0: Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, what's your real name? You can't tell us your real name, though. Oh, yeah. oh fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Yeah, fucking guy. <laughs> He's a fucking arsehole.
0: Yeah. They're all, like, on the same same team, dude. Same team.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, stop
0: being a dick. But, yeah. So, I yeah, I was so pleasantly surprised by how much I like this. I, I, mm-hmm. I was just, like I said, the two leads just blew me away.
1: Yeah. And I I tried to blew do... I tried to do a little bit of Googling into the true story. Um, So there was, it was a, uh, um, a a boy that was uh, abducted and killed in 2003. And then it was an ongoing investigation, uh, undercover investigation that spanned for eight years. And it wasn't until 2011 that they got uh, Sean, the guy that uh, Henry Teague's not his real name. um, Yeah. They uh, And I'll get to that in a second. Um, But they got him to confess and then give up information on where the boy's remains were found. And they they were able to close the case. Um, The director and writer um, reached out to the family and they were very against doing this movie. They're like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah, do not. We don't want this. Yeah yeah this is a very traumatic it's not that long ago 2011 you know Mm -hmm. uh 11 years ago that uh this was resolved and they you know already wanted to make a film about it but the what i did think was kind of neat was that the writer and director they said that um they made a point of not sensationalizing the violence or the act you never see uh henry teague's the character's name that's not his i forget his real name Mm -hmm. um but you never see this person commit any violence you never see the boy you never see him do anything violent you you never like it's the movie the story in the movie focuses on the police work and it doesn't go into the details and i thought that was respectful and you know i'm sorry that the family that this happened to had have this you know, if they didn't agree with it, I, that's not nice for and them think, to have to relive this again. But in a way, that's still tastefully done from a creative standpoint to steer it in the direction that's not like a Jeffrey Dahmer thing, where we're going to show this guy like fucking eat your son's brains on TV or whatever.
0: Right. I think that was also a smart choice because the the plan was so uh, the you know the way they did the undercover operation was so elaborate.
1: Yes. that why,
0: why not focus on that? that was- and that,
1: that was what I was trying to Google. I was trying to find out how much in the movie is accurate to real life. And all I could find was that it was an eight year ongoing investigation. It didn't say to what scale, you know, I was trying to find, was there this undercover that uh, buddied up with him? And I suppose so. Because um, that's how they got the confession out of him. But, and I was also trying to find like what kind of operation and manhunt under was undertaken at the very end when finding the boy's remains. Cause, like I said, in the movie, that kind of took me out a little bit because it showed this posse of like
2: mm-hmm. hundreds
1: of people combing a forest. And maybe that's accurate. Maybe they did that. But,
2: uh-huh. um, Australia, you never know. Fucking yeah. You know, North maybe Australia. they do things
1: a little differently there. Um, <laughs> and there was that, uh, this this murderer, he did uh beat and and rape a previous boy so badly and uh depo- disposed of his body in a burned out car, like they described in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um he only got two years for it. Um Crazy. the the boy got out of that car and crawled to like a truck stop. And when the when the people found him, they assumed that he had been hit by a car he was raped and beaten so badly that they just assumed that he had been hit by a car like on Mm -hmm. the freeway
2: which by the way it kind of explains why you know when they they faked the other guy taking off and giving him the new name and everything why they burned his car and then sat there and watched the car burn like he, he was clearly trying to make him relive the whole burnt oh, yeah. out car I, thing and everything. That. I thought that was a really cool detail. Um there's another great detail that I fucking loved. So at the end, um, you know, once they have him arrested and they're bringing him in, and just before they bring him into the station, he asks if he can have a cigarette, right? Mm-hmm. So they give him a cigarette oh, and he goes standing. and he leans against the wall to smoke yeah. a cigarette and puts his fucking leg up on the yep. wall in that same exact position that was described by you know the bus driver about the killer you know they saw in the the other house with his his leg up like a stork i think is how they described it and that's the last shot you see of him is him sitting there with his leg up like a stork smoking a cigarette i thought i thought that was a really fucking cool little detail to i i agree too because what you were saying dp about how you weren't too
1: sure about like is this guy really guilty? Or are they going to pin it? Mm-hmm. Like my my thought was that they're really, really going to pin it on him because yeah. they've devoted to so much resources to it. But then, maybe hey. as the v- viewer, seeing him post his leg up, I'm like, oh, they got the guy. Yeah. That's the guy.
2: Okay, because there's even the point where, you're like, maybe he's just saying this to like try and endear himself to them or something. You it know, did like, kind of seem like you, a little you bit. weren't one hundred percent sure, like you know, until like I said, the very end, he puts his leg up. then they show the people actually finding evidence in that same area. Right. Because when they, he goes to the area too, that's the other thing. He's like, oh, I don't remember that water being there. And you're
1: like, it almost sounds like he's making some of it
2: up. Right. And then they mention like the, the giant flooding they've had in the past few years. Like, ah, that explains the water. Yeah. And yeah. So it it, it all, all the pieces kind of come together there at the end and make you realize, yep. Uh, It's fucking definitely him. I
1: don't know if we uh, touched on this as much or clearly enough, but um, in his confession to these cops who he thinks are his new criminal buddies, mm-hmm. um, the guy that he's really divulging all this information to is a character that they've told him is a cleaner that you, you, you have to tell me everything so I can go there and wipe any evidence clean. Yeah,
2: right. And Make sure e- even though this happened
1: eight years ago, like i gotta make sure nothing's left which and this guy um fucking great
2: idea what a great con that's it is a great con Nate and even even the, level con
1: when when i was watching it and thinking that like bro that was eight years ago i ain't got nothing to worry about you know <laughs> but this guy like i don't know if like you know just not that smart and he is kind of getting taken for a ride thankfully you know to find out the truth but
0: and I even love the little details, like I'm sorry, Margie. The, the the guy Paul colors dark, like colors his hair, yeah, dyes his hair and stuff. Just like why does he do that? I think he does that to show, like, oh, he's being relocated, so they gotta change his appearance a little bit. And you mm. know, that's what these guys do, that's how they're helping me, or whatever. Exactly. Okay. yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's and um just a real quick. Uh, touchback on that cleaner thing though that's when it, for me got it was already creepy building 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 you know and then when he on on camera or on audio in front of that cleaner just admits to doing it and then starts like spilling the beans about how he did it and from there it's just like a deluge of like all the information comes pumping out um it, and then they uh, what do they fly out there, or drive out there, and he points them to it and he's like, Don't don't stop right here. There's a camera right there. And like he's pointing. Right. Like, and he knew
0: exactly where up. the camera yeah. was. Right. Oh, they they fly out there. Remember because he goes to use the restroom on the plane.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Well, he's yeah. in there forever. Remember, yeah. He's like, in there oh, forever. They, they start knocking on the door and like, and mm-hmm. then he comes out. You thought he like offed himself or something. That's exactly
2: what I thought. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's exactly what I
2: thought. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, got, wild story. Yeah,
0: you know. wild story So, you know, um
1: that guy's up for parole in like 2035 or something like that. Um Jesus. He's been on uh as soon as he got put in prison, he's been in solitary because he's had multiple attacks on his life or attempts on his life. Um, as you would expect. That's I don't think that's right. just an American thing, that's a universal thing.
2: Yeah, he's yeah. Um, e- Even criminals fucking hate pedophiles, yeah. Right.
1: <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, it's very, uh, very dark movie. And like we were saying, it, it is a bit of, uh, it's it's slow and you have to give it your attention. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel guilty for not giving it my full attention um, through the first like two thirds of the movie. It's, um, like,
0: it's like when you have something bitter, you need something like kind of sweet to balance it out or whatever. So this one was slow, but I think that the intensity throughout the, the movie sort of helped like counteract it being slow. Like it didn't feel slow. It just felt tense mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me. You know, it just felt like um and, and obviously the acting was just so yeah so good.
2: Bracken, I can't say enough about how good Joel Edgerton was. Oh he guy, was yeah, yeah. So
0: that guy is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's on the come up. Like he's been doing so, a lot lately and
1: I've think, always liked him, but yeah, yeah, he's he's a knockout.
2: Yeah,
0: he's a killer actor, and like you said, Mark, I think at the beginning of this conversation when we talked about Joel Edgerton, like it's almost like was he a billionaire or something? He could just do like he just picks and chooses like the mm-hmm. yeah, just the stuff he wants to do. He's not just jumping in and doing like but know, always has. He's yeah. not see how they run or whatever. Like he's not, no, he's not yeah. jumping in and doing just any old film. Like he's picking. You know stuff he really wants to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. seemingly,
1: seemingly always has, and it, it it also seems to pay off. Yeah, very, very well.
2: It's definitely paying off for him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's having a great career.
0: I brought up, you know the the guy that, you know Paul Schrader, who wrote Taxi Driver, is directing a a film that that Joel uh, that uh, Edgerton's in called Master Gardener. Um. Mm-hmm. Paul, Sh- uh, yeah, d- written and directed by Paul Schrader. I don't recall exactly when it comes out or if it has come out already, but it's Joel Edgerton and Sigourney Weaver. And uh, mm-hmm. so you mix- said that was the
1: writer of Taxi Driver,
0: the writer, yeah, the writer, the guy that wrote Ta- Taxi Driver.
2: Mm. Paul hmm. is that guy?
0: He's older, <laughs> so oh, it's has t-
2: Master Gardner.
0: Yeah, a meticulous horticulturist culturist who is devoted to tending the grounds of a beautiful estate and pandering to his employer, the wealthy dowager. So it's another character study for Edgerton. Like it's Mm -hmm. that's what Schrader does. Have you guys seen First Reformed? No. Mm -mm. And obviously Taxi Driver is a major character study. Right. Oh, okay, uh, that's sort yeah. of what he writes you know uh he helped write the screen i think he wrote or co-wrote the screenplay for affliction with mcnulty which was mm-hmm. a terrific film um but yeah that was ethan hawk film first reformed so T- uh, tw's favorite actor ethan hawk yeah. oh yeah <laughs> but that's a that's a good one if you guys have a chance to watch first reformed it's not an easy watch and then there's one that came out uh, last year, or the year before, with Oscar Isaac called The Card Counter, which I haven't seen.
1: Okay, yeah, I remember seeing. So um, he's
0: very active, Paul Schrader, right now. Okay,
1: yeah. I remember seeing like a thumbnail for it, and I lost over it, but didn't really know enough about the background of it to kind of give it a second look.
0: Yeah, but, and I yeah. still
1: haven't seen that movie. You guys mentioned it, the one that is uh, directed by Joel Edgerton with uh,
0: The Gift. The Gift. Yeah, uh, I haven't with, seen that. Bateman? Oh, it's so good. I mean, Jason Bateman, yeah, and uh, Rebecca Hall. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I forget so, who picked it Really good It cast. might have been you, AJ. Maybe. You, you or Tim picked that one for me. Fuck, that's a great flick, man.
0: Whew. Yeah, you should give that one a shot, Marky. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. really, really that, good. That's a really good watch. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Okay, I'll write um, it down. Edg- Edgerton's the man. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I really like him. Yeah, he's... And, and- have you guys seen? Um, he's not in a lot of it, but have you guys seen the the Australian movie, The Animal Kingdom?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. DVD, that's write awesome that down. Yeah, I I watched some of the the TV series that was based that.
0: Yeah. Was based watch off the, movie, the movie. Watch the movie. The movie's but, sick.
1: Yeah. I I haven't seen any of the show, so I don't. I can't compare. Neither it to have that.
0: I. Yeah. Neither have I. Just the film. But. If it's an American um,
1: adaptation, then I'm sure, it's not as good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it isn't.
2: But um, I did finally watch uh. Warrior, the MMA one with Edgerton mm, mm-hmm. and uh, fucking oh, Edg- Edgerton's there. in that.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Joe Edgerton's the brother of the character, the brother of Tom Hardy.
2: Yeah, Tom Hardy, that's his name. So, but, like, I watched that just recently, and uh, so I remember thinking, it, so the final fight in uh, this movie. Spoiler alert! It's an old movie, so fucking get over it. Um, you know, uh, Tom Hardy's character, like his shoulder gets dislocated he and like, he still keeps trying to fight. Yeah, And I'm watching it and thinking, there's no fucking way a referee is going to let someone continue fighting with their fucking shoulder dislocated. Oh, wait, and then T.J. just T.J. a couple Dillashaw. weeks ago, <laughs> yes, all of a sudden I'm watching UFC, TJ Dillashaw's shoulder is dislocated and they let him ke- keep fighting until the middle of the second round. Uh, how the fuck did they let him go? It's, yeah, uh, yeah I, I thought it was. but I, I, th- I, I think part of, of, here, I think part of the real.
0: I think the, the Dillashaw situation was more. He told the referee before they even came out, like what the yeah, situation. Yeah, this might was. happen.
2: I, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right. Wow. Because because well, it happened.
0: It was happening during training. Yeah, popping up during training.
2: And he was and, getting the shit kicked out of him because he only had one hand. So I know how they let it go. Not
0: not, not just because of that, but you know, yeah, because Aljo's uh, fucking uh, badass. Because he's just he's fighting a better fighter. You
1: know. Yeah. Re- referring to the movie though, I I kind of I mean the, the premise of the movie is outlandish. It's mm, it's, yeah. it's it's this UFC competition where they do multiple fights in like one day. Like one mm-hmm. fighter would do. Is like that, multiple is that fights warrior? One day. Warrior, yeah, yeah. and. It the the premise of the movie kind of uh, to me I I don't have as much of a UFC history knowledge like you guys do, but you know for um right, Mark,
0: suspe- like
1: sus- suspending disbelief to me it kind of seemed like almost like old school like you know uh,
2: back in the day like glory days of UFC where, where yeah, somebody like would the have early nineties when they'd actually fight like multiple times in one night. Yeah, yeah, that not happening
1: anymore. And a guy might have a broken arm, and if he says he's good, then he's good. Like he's yeah. gonna keep going.
2: Yeah, but yeah, the, uh, that's old, old
0: school UFC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess we're go um, we're going off the rails a little bit. So, mm. let, let, shall we give the stranger ratings? I think sure we should. Yeah. It's yeah. deserved. What do you think, Marky? Well, um, it's, it's hard
1: for me because, uh, like I've said multiple times. Um, it lost my attention, um, through this two hours. Uh, and it wasn't until maybe like the hour, hour 15 mark, hour 20 mark that like I put my phone down and I really started focusing on it. And, um, I missed a lot of the buildup and, but that being said, and I mentioned earlier this movie, like it still stuck with me for something that I didn't necessarily pay that close attention to. Like it was like burned into my psyche almost, and like I was like thinking about. And there's something to be said about a movie like that. Um, very creepy, very dark. And <laughs> as as a parent, and you know, of uh, two young children now, like a story like this to be know to, to know that it's based on a true story is very disturbing. Um, the whole operation, uh, it's. Um, there's a lot there's a lot to take into account i think i guess is what i'm trying to say when rating this right. movie um and i'd i would recommend it to other people but i'd i'd, I'd say that i'd recommend it with Trying to tell them a little bit about it
2: without, yeah, a little bit it. of a caveat, like yes, y- you gotta dig in for the first forty-five minutes. You gotta dig in, and then yeah. it's so worth it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta
1: dig in, and I guess I wouldn't really tell them it's about like child murder, but it, in a way, it is. So, like you know, get ready. Um, I mean it's it's a solid it's a solid four out of five, I suppose. Like the acting is phenomenal. Um, I think they could have done a little bit better. There was some scenes near the beginning where like Joel Edgerton was having like a a dream sequence or something Um, that didn't really quite land for me to add up, but it could have been me not paying attention. So um, I know that the film is there and it's strong. Um, And then more than anything, just the acting performance from the two leads was that's a class act. That's a it, that's something that I think should be studied. I mean, that's extraordinary what those two guys did. So I, I give it a solid four out of
0: five. I love I love I love how you phrased that. That was awesome. because um, mm-hmm. those guys those guys were a masterclass in acting in, the, in this film. Like seriously.
2: Mm-hmm. Dan. Yeah, I'm exactly in the same place as Marky. Um, like if you had asked me 45 minutes in, it would have been very low. But by the end. It, yeah, it jumped up. And so, uh, overall, it's a four out of five for me as well. Great. Yeah,
0: that's a great score. Uh, For me, um, I mean, I feel like I was higher on it than you guys, but, you know, there's a lot of films out there. I can't give everything, you know, the (laughs) highest ratings in the world. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like when you start creeping up towards five, you're like, well, that should only be reserved for like, you know, good fellas and movies like that, whatever. But uh, so I'm not going that high. Um, I'm actually with you guys with four out of five. Okay. Right. Guys. Uh, I don't know yeah, if it's more of a gla- score for it. Yeah. It, uh, but I'm really high on it. I'm high on it. I, I mm-hmm. don't have any. Anything- it's a high four. <laughs> right. It's like a glass half full four, like it's like a higher end four. Um, but it's not four and a quarter to me yet or at that level, unless maybe I watch it again and I find other things I might love more about it, but right, it is a four out of five for me. And it's a solid big time four out of five, you know, strong you know four out of five. I was oh. just
1: thinking that this movie, I feel like because of how much I've been saying, I wasn't paying attention that it, that it deserves a rewatch, but at the same time, it's such a heavy film. Like I'm going to, it's hard
0: to rewatch. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to rewatch it, it might not be, this year right <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean plus i mean we have other films we all need to watch before the end of the year and we mm-hmm. got to put our top 10 together and all that guys so you know i'm sure we'll we'll get to that with our you know uh, uh episode down the road towards the end of the year but like yeah uh next year maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> but so that wraps up our conversation for the stranger and uh Yeah, very
2: very good movie i'm glad i watched it yeah yeah Yeah.
0: i I feel i think
1: people are going to be talking about this uh quite a bit Mm. um primarily about you know about the acting but then also the story like what a powerful crazy story like right the The whole thing
2: was a fucking con what a crazy amount of resources the australian police put into this
1: eight years yeah Yeah. eight year investigation of this guy so that the heinous act and then on top of that just this yes this uh, undercover police work and that's what like is i, I, I keep saying like i want to know more about this true story like to what lengths did they do this and like how far do they go and that's kind of what i want to know where i wasn't paying attention in the movie because sean harris he's working at like this factory he gets it mm. he gets uh Um, confronted by the police there as a murder suspect for this boy and so then he flees that part of the country and then what is and then the movie starts with him on this bus and he's confronted by the undercover plants that then befriend him and bring him into their fake criminal organization right Um, that kind of and then once you piece together how I've laid out in the movie it's laid out not cr- chronologically like that, um you know. In real life, did it happen like that? Because it's an eight-year thing. So, was it at the end of these eight years that the local police confronted him? Was it the beginning, and then he fled? And then, like, when did the criminal underground undercover cops
2: come to
0: him? Yeah, that, and, that that's mean? not entirely clear. I think that part yeah,
2: the timeline was a little mushy.
0: It was yeah. a little murky to me too. So. I had to sort of just assume that the stuff that when you're seeing the uh, Rylet doing her investigation, that's probably like over the course of that time as they got closer towards the end or after he got let out of jail. I don't know. Right. But then the moment he got on that bus, I feel like it was closer to like the end of the,
2: you Eight know, then, yeah,
0: maybe there was maybe, maybe it took place over the course of a year or two where Edgerton's character had to befriend him and stuff because, you know, that had to take some time
1: that did that right. did feel like it, it was a while for me because yeah, you know, it um, takes some
0: time. Right.
1: When Henry first came into uh, Joel Edgerton's orbit, he was talking about how broke he was. And then later we see Henry with like a little bit of money. Like he's got this bird in his house and he's got, you know, he's right. Uh, right Joel right, gave right. him the money for the clothes, but he's starting to, you know, kind of a dress and walk around a little bit. Like, he well, has a little bit of money. Again, you
2: know what I, that much more fucking resources the Australian police put into right, right.
0: it. That's all money from the Australian police. Yeah, they gave really? that to him. You know what I found interesting is um Henry kept mentioning a wife. Yeah. Right. He kept mentioning a wife. Yeah, my old lady, she's
2: out of town. You want to come in? Did she yeah. ever exist? Was that all a no. ruse? Like, I feel like that was a lie. Yeah. that it was a lie, be, man. Yeah, you know there was
0: there was some weird talk at the beginning when he was talking to Paul about h- him having a place, and, and it was just it was a very it was very uh, shady. <laughs> see, I'm
1: I'm I'm glad that you uh, AJ you mentioned the word uh, just the, as as a lie when I was trying to research this movie and find out uh, the, the true story. I you know was coming across um, kind of reviews on the movie itself. And someone described it as uh, two men who are lying to each other constantly about who they are.
0: Yeah. and that's, yeah. I
1: thought it was a really good way of putting it because mm. I mean, obviously that is, you know, know—it uh, uh, Henry doesn't reveal until the very end his true background and what he's doing. And obviously Joel Edgerton's lying to him the whole time about what he is.
0: Right. They're clearly lying for, you know, different reasons that they've, the motivations are right. clearly the whole relationship is, whatever, is nothing yeah. but lies based on lies yeah 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 oh. um really yeah really good film but
2: oh uh yeah. actually real quick let's find out tw what did what did your thoughts oh, on this movie no.
0: i love little children <laughs> okay that's oh I, I just <laughs> that wanted that's what just, we figured <laughs> i wanted to say one last thing so this film premiered at, at can uh-huh. this year and it was in the category of uh, it wasn't in, like the palm d'or or the major films like it mm. wasn't in the running for that but there's another category of films called uh, i don't know it's, it's a french where's can is that a french thing yeah um, uncertain regard like it yeah. was in a list of films under that it didn't win the award there but it was it Ooh. was it was shown there in like in adjacent theater or whatever, or whatever however, they show can. Yeah. Um, wasn't shown in the main. Like,
2: Un, certain regard Un certain regard, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: is it can singular? I thought it was cans, like, there's you got to kick no, it. The, cans. You know,
2: it's French, so you never pronounce the last letter, so it's really. So,
1: when people said the can can festival, it's can festival, not cans festival,
2: yeah, right? Then you, shit. Don't, you don't pronounce the s. That's wow. kind of the rule with French. Whatever the last letter. No, and that makes is, sense. I get that count, now. So.
1: Just my own cultured ass. So, you know, I just always. Uh, <laughs> and it, I guess the dumb fucks that I'm talking to, it's just always yeah. been hands. Yeah, yeah I don't know
0: who. I don't know what won the Palme d'Or this year.
2: But that um,
0: Armageddon time, maybe. Mm-hmm. That was the new Anthony Hopkins film.
2: That mm-hmm. was there,
0: but you know, it, it brings a lot of uh, Triangle of Sadness was there um i don't know i'm not sure but you know Cannes is a interesting festival i guess yeah but stranger was there and it's a good film and we talked about it tonight so those are all and, facts you know i appreciate I
1: it real quick i still appreciate netflix because if it wasn't for them we wouldn't i don't think be talking about a movie like this
2: aj because... hit it right on the nose Triangle of Sadness won the Palm Day this year. Oh, okay nice. hey, Very nicely done, hey? AJ. <laughs> yeah, so
1: I guess you know Netflix bought the rights to this movie and distributed it. Um, it wasn't one of the, the yeah, top yeah, winners yeah. there, so I guess that's why they got it. And right. maybe the other ones that did a little bit better are going to try and do like a global release. Maybe I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, I think of so, Netflix.
0: Yeah, so I know that um, we're in like full on, um, like you know award season right. festivals mm-hmm. and stuff but i think all the major festivals are are done now you know venice and toronto and Cannes and sundance and all the sundance is early in the year anyway mm-hmm. um so but
2: yeah. so all those ones that got all the hype that are oscar yeah. contenders are on their way to the theaters now there's like, like, a, there's like a the sing-
0: coming in a week or two oh and, right yeah. yes which was Venice that prepared premiered a mm-hmm. Ven- ton of great stuff. Remember, remember we talked like about massive we, standing ovation, right? Remember when yeah. we talked about we talked about um, uh, Venice with like Banshees of Banshee, oh, Ven- you know, yeah, oh, yeah, and the Whale, um, and a Tar with Kate Blanchett, which got really good mm-hmm. reviews. I don't know about that. Um, one. Yeah, so she's like an orchestra conductor or whatever. Like anyway, we won't get into all that stuff. But but Venice is like a pretty sick festival okay and um so let but me there's, ask one, you... there's one in singapore coming up i guess but there's there's not a lot of like major festivals left for the year i guess apparently. let me ask
1: you this if you, maybe one of you guys know this what mm. would constitute showing a film at say venice as opposed to Cannes?
0: i don't know i don't know i'd love to i'd love to do some studying on that market because mm. it's fascinating to me like what what gets premiered at what festival
1: Right if it's if no. it's a um if it's something like whale or banshees, you know, which to me seemingly could go wherever it wants to, why does it choose to go to one over the other?
0: I don't know, but Venice is like I'm told the oldest one, okay mm-hmm. so so that's why you're seeing like banshees of Venice, you're seeing the whale which maybe is, because those uh, are the is, most which is Aronofs- which is Aronofsky,
1: right crying right.
0: Out loud. And Martin McDonough. I mean, maybe that
1: is the top place to try to go to.
0: Yeah. I think every year we should pay attention to Venice. Like we really should. That was the ones that were announced. We talked about them, it was such a lineup. Such a crazy. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm very excited to see both those movies, Whale and Banshee's, with right.
0: Yeah, but, but then you look at I'm totally excited about.
2: But, uh, but you look at Con too in like what, 2019. No, no, the, yeah, Parasite was the Palm D'Or. Or. So like, right, right. It, I guess it kind of just depends on the year. And
0: remember, maybe, remember, Palm Springs uh, premiered at Sundance. Yeah, so, so it, it, just, uh, it d- just. I guess kinda, it depends. Yeah. Depends on like you know when it's. When it's made, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I
1: and um maybe kind of like who was uh uh the our, our podcast favorite, Andrew Harvey uh mentioned seeing um what we do in the shadows. Did he say he saw that at uh, South by Southwest or Sundance?
2: Oh, one of the two, yeah. Yeah, I can't so, remember. Which but that, one. that is but very got, much a yeah. smaller
1: comedy indie. So mm-hmm. I would imagine like that's not something that you would try to unveil at Venice, <laughs> I, 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 guys.
0: I would love to go to a to one of these film festivals in the coming years, like yeah, if I could yeah. afford it, you know, depending on where it is. Like, you know, there's plenty of domestic film festivals. Sundance is usually in the in the states, right? That's a, that's a state so that was like Colorado. Yeah, it's, it's in, in Colorado. Colorado be, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. That would be a cool one to go to, huh? DB? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tough to get tickets for that, but yeah, that'd be dope. So this year they did, I think it was this year or last year, they did it just exclusively online, mm-hmm. Sundance. Really? For, for viewerships, yeah. So you yeah. could pay, and you could sit in the luxury of your own living room and watch some of these films. That's cool. It's kind of cool, yeah.
1: And uh, um, there's that New
0: York festival,
1: uh, remember? Tribeca. I, again, yeah. Tribeca, yes. Tribeca,
0: yep. There's, Andrew
1: uh, had that movie uh, Corner Office with John Hamm that... Uh, and uh, Danny per- Pudi. And Danny Pudi, thank you. Yeah, that premiered
0: at <laughs> Tribeca, right? Yeah,
1: and I, I just out of curiosity googled it and uh found the website and like yep here's the show times, here's the tickets like if you want to buy one this is when it's showing come and get it so a bit of a trip for me to get up there to new york but
2: right that's interesting yeah yeah for us it's a pretty easy drive but three hours so
0: that's not bad i i gotta tell you so um Speaking of Venice, I was just looking at some of the films for Venice that we talked about. I thought you were going to say flights. <laughs> oh, D, DP, the film you want, you were hoping to review this week or talked about. Don't mm. worry, darling, was there? Yeah. Um, White Noise. Noah Baumbach, the Marriage Story director, mm-hmm. this film was there. Um, you know the guy that did uh, Suspiria, Luca Guadagnino. Whatever.
2: Guadagnino, yeah.
0: Bones and all with Timothy Chalamet. I heard that's fucking excellent. Yeah, that's about a couple cannibals. Oh
2: um, shit!
0: That fall in love or whatever. It's a weird. What? Yeah, yeah. Florian Zeller, who did the father, does the son. That premiered at Venice. Uh, obviously, the Banshees of Anna Sharon. Blonde was there. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Unfortunately,
0: the whale, <laughs> the whale. But I'm just saying, like heavy hitters, big names, Todd Field. Ditarr, that's the Cape chat film I was talking about. Um, yeah, Venice is legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to keep our eye on some of these festivals and like even the smaller ones, uh, like Tribeca and you know, uh, just I don't know. Deep uh, TW is like hardcore into the. Festival scene usually. Yeah, he he starts paying getting attention, attention to who's and, winning and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then so, he
1: so then he can get like a a, a leg up on who's going to be a contender
0: when it mm-hmm. comes to Oscar time. Yeah, right. Right. yeah, yeah. I think he ends up getting a pretty good sense, uh, right, of Oscar nominations. You know, when we've had we've had last, uh, you know, when we had pre-Oscar shows. I think he was he was pretty he was pretty close here's another question for you
1: do these films do they just premiere at one festival or do they make a run like would something that was at venice also be at Cannes, or did it just go to one and then
0: i think they premiere at a festival and then there's like uh you know then there's like a then there's like awards after the okay. festivals yeah so they do the festivals and then there's all wards but like if you know what yeah, i mean like I, can you I, not I go don't from think, one to the other yeah i i think
2: some of the smaller movies probably do but like bounce around a little bit i think once maybe, the whale maybe. showed at venice there was no need to go to Cannes, you know
1: right right but, right, right
2: but yeah. something
1: between like uh maybe uh, sundance and south by southwest might share some films or something
0: yeah exactly yes mm-hmm. so yeah that that's true uh I like that. It's a good conversation as we get into like sort of because we're mid ish November. Yeah, we'll we might need towards to, the we, end of we the should, year.
1: We need to have Andrew Harvey back on here soon because I've uh, we never did. He uh, since we've last had him on the podcast, he did have uh, a movie he produced um, show at Tribeca, and I've been wanting mm-hmm. to have him on here to talk because he was there and was at you know like the original. Or,
0: oh, the I would opening. love. To, I would well, love to. I, I re- I would love yeah. to put together some interview questions. I tell from, you what,
2: next week. Well, our next episode is episode one hundred. Oh, what wow. a perfect time to have Andrew Harvey back on, right?
1: Let's do it, number one guest.
2: Yes. <laughs> so we, we, maybe Andrew can join us next week as we celebrate one hundred episodes of the Movie Council Podcast. Yeah,
0: I, I oh, would. Shit, I would. Guys. I would prepare. I would prepare a whole slew of interview questions for him. So um, I'd cool. love to hear, I'd love to hear um, what it's like, you know, attending one of these festivals and, you know, what yeah, he, was, of the, he was there what for what was some uh, of the highlights, you know, and
1: opening night, opening screening and stuff. And you know, yeah, was there with all the actors and directors and other producers and went to the parties and all that shit. Yeah. It'd be fun to hear that inside take.
0: Marky make
2: it happen. Yeah. All right. Bring it up. What do you mean Marky? Oh, that's the uh D- Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. So and uh hey, just one last thing before we say goodnight. Uh it, as you mentioned, we were talking about doing our like top ten of the year uh movies. I wrote down I started a list of all the movies from twenty twenty two that I've watched this year. I don't think I've ever watched this many movies in my life. Like I have watched so many fucking new movies this year, it's insane. I think like I, th- I, th- I, th- I think I've our, never seen this many movies in a year. Well, I think
0: awesome. our um, I don't know, not strategy or or whatever of like watching of reviewing two thousand twenty two films. Mm-hmm. I think that that was a good strategy. Yeah, because you um, know, like people want people want to hear those reviews. Our listeners want to hear those reviews, and it yeah. gets us like it gets us watching new film
1: right yeah something that you might not because i I was like for for example see how they run that was something that i was i saw and i was like ah, that could be good but i wouldn't necessarily watch it on my own um and then for homework we watched for the podcast Mm -hmm. and like yeah this is the kind of movie that i thought it was going to be and not something i would necessarily watch on my own Right, but now I know.
0: <laughs> but that's why the that's why the three or four of us get together and you know um, talk about these because yeah, you know I think I think us. you know yeah. there's a lot of times where we're like one hundred percent on the same page with our reviews, but we can wildly differentiate too. absolutely mm. yeah, especially when there's like a divisive film or you know something that's going to get a strong reaction from all or, or most or all of us, you know.
1: Well you know, we're we're almost like a Venn diagram. There's things that we all will connect on at some point, but there's right. fringe things that we also are we yeah, very prefer and
0: we cases. lie on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> pretty, and there's ways. certain things about films that like we value more than the other one does or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: but TV. yeah the, I'm sorry, AJ. I was no, going to no, ask, no. ask TP how you made your list because I've been thinking about that too. How did you make I your list too. of what you? I, I haven't started my list yet. So how did you mm-hmm, even man. start this process?
2: Um. Well, a lot of them. I actually I've been to the fucking movie theater a lot this year. Okay. And so, like most of my tickets, I still say how oh, you just keep saved on my phone. So I just went through those, and then I just looked at all of our episodes from this year oh okay you know and look like oh we had this week where we did you know the outfit and r r you know and the northman yeah. and the gray man and fresh and, there you go yeah So I, and not I, okay i mean there's just so many fucking new movies i watched i, yeah, it, I
1: yeah. suppose then that i would yes, batman i'm, right? I'm trying yeah. i was i was wanting to pick your brain because i want to make a list of the movies i've watched for this year as well Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, going back through our podcast catalog to see what movies we have talked about would be the first and best place to get yeah. uh, most of the numbers down but yeah. then every once in a while there's going to be something like recently I watched uh, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front that we didn't talk right. about and then um, the movie Men by Alex Garland that we not talk about that. as a whole yeah. that I saw in oh. theaters.
0: Oh my god men I still need to see that. Is that streaming anywhere?
1: I'm oh uh, not god. I, know I don't know.
2: Not anyway, that
0: I've seen. anyway, no, that's a good point, though, Marky. Like, I know that you know there are probably like two or three that I I saw outside of the podcast as well.
1: Ninety like, percent is going to be what we've, what we've right discussed directly, right? But way, other. but
0: way more than ten. To Dan's point, like I've seen yeah. so many 2022 films just based on uh, you know our strategy of watching 2022 films for you the know. podcast. I've watched yeah. so many. Yeah. And the way that they, the way that they put films out nowadays, is so much different than the way they used to. Right. So it used to be like the theater, and you have to wait, and, and it. then it yeah. was on cable, and yeah. then you yeah. watched it on cable. But now there's like limited release in theater, and then eventually, you know, and then, then, then a it's week later, streaming, yeah, right. Yeah. Or it's straight to streaming, like Prey on Hulu, mm-hmm. which was terrific. Yeah, and uh,
1: Prey what pray very well could have been a theatrical release. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. They
0: spent they spent a good amount of money on that film. Yeah. I'm sure, like they could have. And it was good.
1: original. Uh, it was well done. It was it, yeah.
0: a uh,
2: spoiler alert. That one's cracking my top ten for the year.
0: Hey, oh. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I So, like so I have way more that. than ten. That's what I love about doing yeah. a top ten list. Mm -hmm. i have way more than 10 for 2022 oh oh that's so do you you. and so does mark yeah that's my point i didn't
1: understand what you meant before that you have yes your top 10 for the year is grown to like a top 20 or something
0: yeah but now i have to narrow it down because we're gonna do top 10 lists and i i think that's such a fun thing to do because if i only if i was struggling to get to 10 that would suck Right, you know, but having yeah, I'm gonna have a struggle like a, narrowing
2: it down to ten. Right, yeah, but that's a good
0: problem to have, don't you right? think? Like, that's exactly. a great problem to have. It's like you watch so many more films, like mm-hmm. the outfit. The outfit was but so we, awesome. Right? Yeah, I
1: think we're all gonna have that. We've talked about that more than anything. You know, as a, as a that, reoccurring example of how good a movie is.
0: Right, and and you guys, lo- you guys liked more than I did. Uh, the Bj Novak film. Yeah, vengeance. Yeah, vengeance. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's in your top ten, but it's mm-hmm. you know it's a film you guys like. Going to consider you know? it, yeah. Right, right, right. With fucking and Kutcher, but anyway, but you guys liked it. <laughs> I mean, he is married yeah. to Mila Kunis, but um, Who yeah. So I think that's that's the fun part about doing our end of year top ten list is that we have so many more than that that we're going to have to narrow it down. So our lists. Are also going to be wildly different at, at, no. in certain areas. Yeah, now, no, just for, for sure.
1: clarification, this is our top ten list of 2022, not just the movies that we watched in 2022. Correct?
0: That's the way. The I movies would, that um, were
2: released
1: in 2022.
2: That's yeah. the
0: way I'm looking at it. Yeah, 2022.
2: I, I mean, okay. I think we could probably include like. You know, like Licorice Pizza was technically the end of 2021, but really, it's a 2022 movie. You know, Like a, some of those. Yeah, I think it was released movies. on Christmas Day of 2021, right. but like, yeah, you know, we watched COVID it. Oh, can season, we can but...
0: can we count Licorice Pizza because that would be in my top ten.
2: I I would say so. Yeah, would I would say my, so. That'll be in my top five,
0: actually. Probably. Yeah, yeah
2: that's a fucking good one, man. That, <laughs> that, might be, that
0: might be number one if I'm able to use it. Yeah. Hey, sure. I say I say uh-oh, throw it in uh-oh. there.
1: Because I didn't watch until twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah. All right, guys. Well. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap this baby we up. We fooled
0: around long enough.
2: <laughs>
0: um, so uh, that was a great discussion on the stranger. See how they run. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode one hundred. Holy shit! Is wow. it next? Are we doing? Are we doing an episode next week?
2: Yeah, I think we can get yeah, get episode
0: on one hundred up by next week. Yeah. It's All going right. to be a big Next one, week, so. episode 100, there'll be some Woo-hoo! surprises, hopefully mm-hmm. some guest stars, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, guys. Uh, but that does it for tonight, so for Big Sexy, Dan Sherry, for the smooth-talking Southern gentleman, Marky Bondurant, I am your host, AJ Sherry, and good night from the Movie Council. Right, so. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Get your
2: shit together, Ireland.
0: The Movie Council is adjourned.